0: Uh, Today, we get to talk to another Houstonian. Welcome again to another episode of the 1% in Recovery podcast, where we encourage everyone to laugh every day, work hard, and love unconditionally. Now out, the Recovery Growth Scorecard, using metrics in recovery. It's free. It's a scorecard to use natural hormones to get people what to do in that first day, first week, first month, as you're trying to put your arms around recovery and what all this means. So just go to the website, lifeiswonderful.love, L-O-V-E, or just email me, Hugo V at lifeiswonderful.love, and we'll send out the free scorecard. But today, we have the pleasure of talking to one of my good friends for a number of years. Charlie, how are you doing today?
1: Great, Hugo. Great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: It's always a good day to talk about recovery. To me, recovery is beautiful. What about you?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's given me a life worth living. I'm grateful.
0: All right. Let's just jump in. Tell the audience one thing you love.
1: You know, it it sounds a little corny, and I hope I'm not diving too deep, but man, I, I love my higher power today. I am so grateful I have a higher power that I have a personal relationship with. I go to a a church that's uh, not the church of my youth uh, with my kids um, because I I consider the 12 steps my church today. But, uh, man, I love my higher power. I think he's got a crazy sense of humor. And and, uh, when I make room for him in my life, you know, good things happen. And I'm grateful for that.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the two things when they said, get a higher power of your own understanding. I said, I just want two things. I just want a loving God and one that knows how to laugh in a sense of humor. I mean, that's all I needed. I don't need that stuff that I, I grew up Catholic. I, did, I just said, I just want something that I could really connect with.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, and yeah, you know, I, the, the I too grew up Catholic and there was no way, you know, if, a, if, if I would have had to go to the Monsignor and say, you know what, I really love God, he would have been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we pray it's about to God.
0: Pain, suffering, yeah. pain, suffering. We serve God. We sure don't love him. Now get back in the pew and get on your knees. Yeah. Do some uh, Beatitudes, do half a rosary, do something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, let's get into the questions. You know, this is all about helping people in recovery. I love one of the stories that you have told in meetings about there was a time that your lights or your water got cut off and you're having this conversation with your sponsor about how dare they talk about immaturity, self-righteousness and what it's like to be a grown man and have your lights cut off. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's not on
1: the resume anywhere, that's for sure. But uh, it, uh, uh, my uh, my brother uh, moved down to Houston and he was living with me and he got home from work before I did and he called and he's like, hey, your power's not on. And I'm like, what? What do you mean my power's not on? And he said, did, did you pay the bill? And I said, well, of course. I, I mean, I think I paid the bill. You know, I don't know. And he said, you know, I noticed there's this huge stack of mail. Do you go through your mail? And I'm like, no, not always. And uh, he was like, you know. So anyway, I realized they must have turned off the power. And I called the power company. And they they said, yeah, you're about three months behind. You know, we're, we're not going to get it back on until tomorrow. And I was livid. And I knew, you know, if you get in a bad spot, uh, you're, I'm supposed to call my sponsor. <laughs> and I called him. And he's like, what do you mean you didn't pay your bill? How many bills? You don't open your mail? And I'm like, well, you know, like most people don't open their mail. Most people don't pay their bills. I thought that's just the way life was. I think he said something like, do you drive with your eyes closed? And I'm like, what? What What does that have to do with anything? And he said, you know, ups pay their bills on time. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I could tell I felt like I was getting picked on. And, uh, and <laughs> he was like, you know, do you? A budget and it wasn't a budget thing. I had money to pay it. I just didn't. And uh and I was mad as mad could be that they uh they didn't pay. So uh he told me, you know, there's consequences to your behavior, and I thought, this guy's not getting it. I mean, you know, center point or whoever it was reliant at the time turned off my energy. And those guys, I wanted somebody to like be on my side, but uh he cleared it up for me that uh, I need to pay my bills. You know, I need to take care of myself. I was a grown man somewhere in my 30s, late 30s. And uh, uh, that's what grown ups do. They pay their bills on time and uh, they don't cry about it uh, when uh, they get their uh, power turned <laughs> off. Uh, so. I started opening my mail on a on a timely basis because uh, you never know what's going to be in there, and uh, and I pay my bills, and that was, if you would have told me when I first got in, you know what your problem is. One of your problems is you're just terribly immature. I would have said a lot of things, probably not appropriate for a podcast, but I didn't think that I that that was a problem I had until my lights got turned out and somebody explained, <laughs> grown ups pay their bills. I'm like
0: like everybody
1: i mean come on
0: yeah that reminds us one of the characteristics of a compulsive gambler is immaturity i go well i think most addicts that's a characteristic oh it's my like, god if you're always looking to get high or drunk or bad or chase women or overeat you know it's like you're not doing what you need to do uh and i always say it's like yeah that's those are those little lessons that we need reminders. Okay, nope, there is a way to do things better. Like, yeah, yeah, pay the bill or at least explain to them. A lot of times we figure, like, well, if we don't talk to them, then we don't need to explain anything to them. All right, let's jump into question two. You've been in the program 22 plus years. You've seen a lot of people come and go. Is there any kind of advice or tips that you would tell someone in their first day, first week, first month that could kind of make them feel more at ease or something that would be helpful?
1: More at ease and helpful.
0: Uh,
1: I think, um, you know, letting people know, you know, this is a safe place uh you're going to be okay uh because i'm okay and i came in with uh my rear end on fire but uh uh i guess no buts i would just say you're going to be okay keep and whatever you do keep coming back um that that's the most important thing i i, I might hit him with uh honesty but i don't know what that's that's so important on your first day, you know, your first week, I think it's important to welcome the newcomer because I felt, uh, I didn't know what to expect, you know, a bunch of gutter slugs, uh, you know, bankrupt morally, financially in every way possible. And, uh, you know, I came into the post Oak, uh, club when you went down the stairs and, uh, people were laughing and giggling and telling, you know, stories about, stuff people shouldn't laugh at. And, um, but it, it, I felt at home, uh, because I could relate. Um, and, uh, I think that what's important as a newcomer is, um, you know, it's a safe place and somebody also told me go deep. I mean, whatever they tell you to do, just do it. You're not gonna, they're not going to ask you to, uh, solve, you know, uh, Einstein's theory of relativity, they're not going to make you do brain surgery on day three. Uh, All you got to do is read and pray and get a sponsor, work the step. You're going to be fine. And um, you can do this. So um, yeah, I guess that's it.
0: No, that's helpful. I agree. It's like, you don't have to do too much, but you do have to do some work. Like I just tell the people is is you got to work. You're not going to get this just by coming to a couple meetings. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to open your mouth. You're going to have to read. And in the beginning, yeah, in the beginning is, yeah, don't drink. And, and, you know, try to understand what's kind of going on. And, you know, be really, like I said, just look in the mirror. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. It's like if you're feeling miserable, like I felt miserable, you know what? It might be good to just keep coming back for at least a, a little while. For sure.
1: For sure. I think um my life was on you know, I was worried that my wife was gonna leave. I was worried my job was gonna go away. I, I just uh like many, I came in to fade the heat. I didn't come in to stop drinking. I, I really I really wanted the consequences to go away. <laughs> and uh uh, people telling me you're going to be just fine. Uh, it's going to work out. Uh, maybe not the way I thought it was going to, it didn't work out anywhere near the way I thought it was going to work out, but, uh, it was better. And, uh, and it did work out, uh, because I kept coming back. So that's what I would tell people. Just keep coming back. You're going to be fine.
0: Yeah. There's a friend of mine who likes to say, a lot of us come in because of the three L's, our lover. Our liver, or the law, yeah. <laughs> those are usually for one sure. of those three is usually pushing us. It's not because we have a desire to change our character.
1: No, 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 no. I was
0: sneaky, and I and I
1: I was thought you know what? Um, what did somebody call it? A performative uh, exercise of look, I'm going to AA for crying out loud. Is that not enough? I mean. Uh, you know, I get to come back in bed with you now, don't I? And um, but uh, um, you know, the joke was on me because it was a whole lot
0: more than I thought it was. Uh, so, and thank God it was. Yeah, like I still, I didn't understand. I stopped drinking. I'm in therapy now. I'm gambling every day. But <laughs> is it enough to just not drink and go to therapy? Or uh, yeah. what is this? Why are you hassling me about a few? <laughs> Just because I gamble every day, that's an issue.
1: (laughs) Now we're going to start parsing over little things like that. I mean, (laughs) it's just money.
0: It's just money. Yeah. Uh, Don't you love me anyway? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, let's get into question number three, the fellowship. I'm a big believer in the fellowship. Tell the audience what fellowship means to you and how important it is. It's not, you know, this whole thing about this program, it's not just about the steps or about drinking or talk to about what is the importance of fellowship to you and and how that can really help someone. You know, I,
1: um, uh, I have, I believe, uh, we're here on this earth to help one another. It's kind of our divine purpose uh, to interact. And um, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know coming into the 12 steps, how uh, far off I was on uh, being a friend, uh, being a coworker, it wasn't my job to judge anybody. Um, Some of those uh, Catholic schoolboy things, you know, vengeance is mine, finally started making sense. Like, oh, that's God's job. Uh, I'm not supposed to judge people. God judges people. Um, Because if you look at my life, (laughs) really, I'm in no position to judge anybody. But I still had a lot of judgments. I still had um, the fellowship is everything to me. And I lean heavily into it. The first uh, friend, uh, the first intimate relationship I had with another man, first time in my entire life was my sponsor. You know, when they sit you down and they're like, well, now the fifth step is you you go over everything in the fourth step. I thought I I should have read ahead. My God, this is crazy. I'm not going to read this to you. I thought we were going to like burn it somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, calling him up and crying like, hey, you know what? She left and she took everything I I loved and held dear. And uh, he said, you know, and you're going to be okay. Um, and I believed him. And uh, when he told me, hey, you know what? I know you're doing the best you can. and uh, And that's enough. I mean, and then having other friends that, I mean, we can laugh about the stupid stuff we do like, not paying our bills and being pissed off that somebody would dare to turn off the, uh, the, uh, the power in my house or a spouse that wasn't doing what they should be doing. And the, the pain and drudgery that they caused me by overspending at the store. And they're like, yeah, it's almost like, you know, you didn't come home for three days cause you were locked up in a hotel room getting, you know, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I get it. Maybe my, my stuff is a little worse than there, but but still, okay, now that it's in perspective, but I, I think, yeah, the fellowship is, uh, like I said, all my, my dear friends today are are in 12-step recovery. It's It's not necessary. I have a lot of friends that have, you know, friends in and out. Maybe part of it is I didn't move to Houston until I was an adult, so, and I moved in 2000 and I got into recovery in 2000, so most of my interactions, but my kids... You know where where you make a lot of friends uh, is at school, where your kids make friends and then you meet their parents. Those kind of have come and gone over the years, but you know uh, I've, I've 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 known you for twenty twenty two years plus. I've known uh, my my sponsor Jeff F for twenty two years plus. I've known a lot of those guys, Brown, Alex L, all those guys for twenty. I told Alex L. one time, he said, You look kind of sad. It was a Friday. I'm sorry, but this is part of the fellowship. And I said, You know, Alex, I'm not sure I'm an alcoholic. And he's like, Really? And I said, Yeah, yeah. You know, because I mean, I hear stories about driving DUI. I never got a DUI. He's like, Yeah. You know what's funny, Charlie? It's always Fridays that guys come to me and say, I'm not sure I'm an alcoholic. And sure enough, it was a Friday. And he said, It's it's never Tuesday or Monday. It's always Friday. Friday's the day that they're deciding, you know what, maybe, I mean, where do you think you might be if if you weren't an alcoholic tonight? I'm like, well, funny you should say that because, you know, it's game seven of the World Series. And I was thinking, he was like, but he didn't laugh. And I just looked at him like, wow, do I feel ridiculous right now? But man, only in, uh, only in that, the magic of, uh, AA, you know, you meet on that road, the person you need to meet and you hear what you need to hear. I do. And, um, and it's all because of the fellowship. You know, there's, there's people that will literally get up in the middle of the night and drive over and be with you when you need it. I don't doubt that for a second, uh, in that fellowship. So, sorry, I went on a little long.
0: No, it's good. You can, you can mean, edit it out. out. <laughs> the one thing that uh, people always say, you know, like if you're complaining, and they say, this this actually came from a Catholic friend. Also, in a, he was actually in 12 Steps with a different program, but he would talk about uh, be careful about the cross that you want to lay down and then pick up somebody else's cross. Maybe you just want to just carry your own cross. <laughs> and then let someone else deal with their own. So everything's real. Someone's always got a smaller cross or a bigger cross. It's like the same thing. Someone's got a smaller problem, bigger problem. Someone's childhood was worse. Someone's childhood was better. I mean, we're usually not at the end of a spectrum. You know, we're usually somewhere. It's like, yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been better too. Just deal with your life. Stop worrying about somebody else's for sure. For sure. All right, Charlie, I appreciate your time today here on the 1% Recovery Podcast. And any any last words you want to say? Well, I want to thank you uh, for having me, Hugo. It was a lot of fun getting in chat. And, uh,
1: you know, my my parting words are always keep coming back. Uh, man, uh, all, you know, all I got, it's pass fail and I get to take the class as many times as I, as I want. So, um, I just get to keep coming back.
0: That's right. So keep coming back to meetings, keep listening to the podcast, just keep living (laughs) with that. We're going to end this episode of the 1% in recovery.